Welcome to the People Doing Good podcast. I'm Mariah Volk. And I'm Jerry Robinson. And we're back at you again with a, an awesome episode with a former teammate of Jerry's named Mark Pattison. And we had a great time chatting with him. I'm looking forward to sharing the interview with you. Um, Jerry, let's catch up first. What's what's the latest in your, your new Corona life over there? Well, Quarantine. you know, I had a chance to watch the NFL draft. Ooh. And um, that's always exciting to me because 41 years ago, I had my opportunity. And um, I was really interested in, I'm still interested in the draft this year because in December, when I picked up, when I received the Bronco Nagurski's Legends Award, there were five athletes that were there uh, that were being drafted in the NFL. So I was excited. It was exciting for me to see where they were going to go because I know the emotions and the stress and all that stuff that they're going through the night before and the day of. So I got a chance to see uh, see my guys and my and my daughters got to see it too. You know, they were excited because my daughters and my you know, son-in-laws went with me and Ellen went with me. So we were all excited to see where is Chase Young going to go? And where is Isaiah Simmons and Derek Brown? And all three of them got drafted in the first seven picks. So that was, that was very exciting. So I watched a little bit longer to see if, the, if a couple other the guys uh, got drafted yesterday. But uh, they didn't. But that's okay. The draft's not over. You were a busy man yesterday during this draft. You, you know, like you were on another show. <laughs> you were doing press. You were doing all kinds of stuff. Well, you know what? Thanks, thanks to our producer Charlene, <laughs> helped me out a whole lot, Charlene. Charlene, I appreciate it. And yeah, it was, you know, it, it was that time of the year. It's that NFL, it's that drafting, and you know, did the live Facebook with the Philly, the Philly Blunt crew. Uh, which was awesome, you know, and which was an experience for me because I've never done Facebook Live. And I've been doing some uh, other radio shows because this particular year, I was a I was, I was a first round pick, number 21, first round, 21st pick. This year, the Eagles had first round pick, first round pick, 21st selection. And there was this thing going back, uh, I was going to get a phone call or not if the Eagles had picked a linebacker in the same spot as they did 41 years ago because they haven't done it. They have never haven't done it since then. So anyway, it was kind of interesting. It was it was busy. And, you know, uh, and thanks to Charlene, I'll tell you what, uh, you're a lifesaver, Charlene. You, you know, know what's funny is uh, you started because uh, – this week you were like, I want to get into Instagram. I'm all about Instagram. <laughs> and so Jerry and I have like been like on like a text war for like the last four or five days talking about talking about how to you know, like helping you post and helping you do hashtags and tagging people and all that stuff. It's funny because every time you would always go, I'm getting it, Char. I'm getting it. And then <laughs> yesterday was probably like after like the the last chunk of text that we did earlier prior to that i hadn't heard from you for a little bit and then i like looked on instagram and i'm like oh look at him he's it's blowing he's, up he's doing a couple on his own and he's commenting and having conversations so so for everybody out there if you want to be engaged with jerry robinson right now go to instagram and follow him and see what he's up to <laughs> yeah, and, and please, if if there's some things that don't look right or there might be some mistakes, forgive me because I'm a rookie at this. But I tell you what, Charlene is putting a, a game plan together. I know how to execute a game plan, and you know how game plans are, y'all. 
there's always an adjustment that's going to be made. So anyway, it's, it's been exciting, been kind of busy. I tell you what, I've been exhausted because I didn't realize how much how much effort it really does take, you know, to go into this thing, especially when you learn how to do it. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to to be super engaged. Every like, unless you're 12 and that's your thing to do. <laughs> I have um. I'm connected to Jerry's Instagram on my phone. So whenever he gets an alert, I get an alert. And so yeah, you're talking to people. I saw you chatting it up with Scooby, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you can see all of that. Okay, cool. Then. Yeah, well, I get, yeah. I get notifications when you're, I have to be careful because I'll get a notification. But like, who, who the hell is that? I don't know. This. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm Jerry right now. Okay. So we're all, we're all learning. <laughs> we're all learning. What about you, but- Mariah? How's the, how's the birthday week treating you? Yeah. So I had a birthday and it was really good. It was nice. I FaceTimed with family and I have a, a good friend who lives in Las Vegas who's we're birthday sisters. We have the same birthday and I've known her since fifth grade. So I FaceTimed with her, Juliana Jujubi. And uh, that's not a real name, but it's an alias. Um, and Mike and I chilled in the in the backyard and I chilled in the hammock and I had a really a great friend of mine bake me a beautiful cake and bring it over six feet apart. Um, it was a really nice birthday. Um, you know, it's really relaxing. My new pad is like just quiet and farm and you can hear every bird chirping. It's really been a nice, nice adjustment. So birthday week's cool. Everything's good in the hood. Mike from Fresno is doing good. I'm sorry. You look real comfortable in your, in your new crib. It looks really peaceful. I see that high beam ceiling. Is that what there's a beam in the back? Yeah, right? isn't that cool? It's kind of yeah. like cabin-esque. Yeah. yeah. Got, got a nice little pad, listeners. I wish you well, all could see. After we, we've been doing a lot of interviews uh, as of late. You yes. Know, sure we've been catching up and, you know, kind of, or, or, or looking forward and, and, and banking up a bunch of interviews. And what happens is after we do these interviews, we all log off, and then the three of us usually jump on a FaceTime call together. <laughs> and the first thing Mariah does is she goes outside and walks around. Her face is sad. It <laughs> <laughs> like jumps on her hammock. <laughs> this is true. I need the fresh air. I can't be cooped up for too long. You got me there. Um, you know, I wanted to say something too, Charlene, you touched on the fact that we've been doing a lot of interviews lately and, you know, the last several people we've interviewed have been people that Jerry or I know personally, um, whether it is through NFL or other things. Um, uh, but we're going to stick to our mission to spread positive news of all kinds for with all different voices. And, you know, I'm thinking it really would be nice to get a doctor or a nurse up in here, even a couple grocery store workers um, for an interview too. So that's kind of what I'm working on and thinking about in, in terms of um, upcoming episodes. Um, but today, Jerry, will you tell the listeners a little bit about the amazing Mark Patterson? My ex teammate, my former yeah. teammate, still my brother. Yes. You know, I'm so Mark, you know, being a wide receiver, uh, like I said, he has a nickname. We called him Hand, and because, you know, that's a good name to have if you're going to be a pass catcher in the national football, being a pass catcher anywhere. But anyway, I've, I've known Mark for, for quite a while. And what I am amazed about, at about Mark is that after his NFL career was over, you know, uh, what he was able to do, he's been able to, 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 to motivate himself, and he's, he's an entrepreneur, he's a philanthropist. I mean, you know, now he's a vice president of business development for Sports Illustrated, 
I mean, it's the same dude that was catching passes. Now, you know, when I associate Sports Illustrated, I suppose associated with Sports Illustrated swimsuit covers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> so he's just doing that, and he, you know, he started several businesses, and he's just. He started this social media thing and he just started reaching out to people. And that's why I'm glad we had Mark, you know, on the show. To me, that's cool because, you know, when you retire, you kind of go away. Most people do, but Mark didn't. That's what he's about. And he's also about, about sharing his stories and developing different programs to give people a different lane in life that they, they can go down. Because, you know, when you get knocked down and you're on your back, you know, if you can look up, you can get up. And people need to hear that. You need to remember just because you're down doesn't mean that you have to stay down. And right now, you know, in, in the situation that our country's in, you know, we got to pull together. We got to get up and help each other. We, everybody has a, 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 a role to play in this society and everyone has a different role as far as I look at it. Some people, you know, they they did you know podcasts, they're feeding people, they might be first responders, they might be doctors or whatever it is. But if we pull together during this hard time, you know, we can get out of this. And that's what's going on. That's what's happening. I know I got off a of mark. <laughs> just, hey, that's okay. I, if you can look up, you can get up. I love that. And without uh, further ado, let's listen to our interview with Mark Patterson. Hope you enjoy it. So, Mark, what was your motivation behind starting your podcast? Yeah, so that really is a bigger question, and that happened about eight, nine years ago, and I was going through a very difficult time, and I didn't know which way to turn. I was going through a divorce with my uh, long-time mate, um, married for 24, with her for 30, and, you know, ultimately, that what, what, what was the drive behind everything, I, I, was, I felt like I was in quicksand, and I couldn't move, and so one night... Um, uh, I just said, you know, enough is enough. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to do something about it. And so I did some research and I found out that no NFL player had ever climbed the seven summits. And so I decided to be that guy. And so answering your question, um, it really came out of um, my struggles, my adversity. And my adversity wasn't just overnight. You know, this was a long time, two year being stuck, two, three year thing. And, and then there's a, uh, there's a fellow named Yogi. Um, Roth, who is one of the announcers on the Pac-12 network, and he came down. He'd heard about my story, and I was only on, I think, Mountain 3 or 4 at the time out of the 7, and uh, so he, he came down. He interviewed me, and that little voice inside my head said, you know, I think I can do this. Um, I know a lot of people, and I know a lot of people have gone through s- struggle, and so I created this show called Finding Your Summit, all about people overcoming adversity and finding their way. And since I've now uh, interviewed over 150 people, and what I didn't realize at the time, because it was about me, um, I didn't realize the gift that they were giving back to me in my life. I'll give you an example. My, my former teammate, Jerry Robinson, I'll never forget this. Uh, this is a good couple of years ago. And I had Jerry on. I said, Jerry, how are you doing? And I wasn't having that great of a day. And the first thing that came out of Jerry's mouth was, you know what? Every day I have an attitude of gratitude. And I've met so many of these people that have gone through their own struggles over the time. Guys with no arms, no legs, climbing mountains, uh, blind, going down the Colorado River in a kayak, um, being uh, hit at, at uh, over 100 miles per hour, the car bursting in flames. 
being completely burned, coming out of it and seeing there's something much greater in life. So that's why I started my podcast. That's how it happened. And out of that, I realized that action creates reaction when you put yourself out there. That's amazing. So we're doing this interview with you, Mark, right now during the, the quarantine, the coronavirus. How has it been going for you? What have you been doing with your time during this lockdown period? Well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed. And again, I think it's what you do about putting yourself in the best position of success. You know, you take Jerry Robinson again, you know, NFL great. He didn't just show up. He didn't just naturally um, become an all pro and play in the Super Bowl and become the great player he is. It's all the hard work he did. Um, you know, although I had a similar path, but not on the level of, of, of Jerry, um, as far as my work, I've really honed my skills in terms of really becoming knowledgeable in the world of di- digital. I'm part of a startup group. Um, uh, we started a company three years ago, technology company. And last October, we took over Sports Illustrated. And so I am knee deep in Sports Illustrated <laughs> as an executive. Um, there's nothing that like my days are more crammed than ever. Um, surprisingly, awesome. even though that we have no sports, I'm not a writer. I'm behind the scenes. Um, I'm building our, our network of publishers across the country and in five different verticals, NFL, college, hockey, Major League Baseball, and NBA. And even though there's no sports, there's still a lot to talk about. And so our numbers are surging like never before. That's great. You know what, Mark, is, is uh, like I said, we're, we're former teammates and we're friends. And I love your story because you have taken your life and you've moved into another category another zone and another part of the part of your life and the way that you approach the athletic side of your life yeah. is the same way that you've approached what you're doing now i mean you know with the sports illustrated thing and you know you're climbing summits you're climbing mountains you're a mountaineer you're a summiteer or whatever it's called okay. and you're yeah. doing a lot of things and i'm proud of you because you know when we had uh the podcast when you interviewed me uh, about three years ago, you know, I'm talking to you and you were able to, allow, you allowed me to be able to be real open and honest. And I shared things with you that you never knew about my brother, about my mom, about, you know, a lot of different things. And I knew that once you put your mind to it, you were going to be successful at it. And you have been, and you're going to continue to be. I want to ask you a question about something, man. Yeah. Tell me about water boys, man. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for saying those kind words. And I think, you know, part of the secret to anything that you do is having the, uh, the power of curiosity. And that's what in turn drives you to have, you know, be a great listener. Um, and then also drive you towards, you know, other things out there. You know, all these stories kind of have links to each other. Uh, the domino effect is, as you would be. And, and because, um, I, I put this big goal out there when I was going through this very challenging time to be to become the first NFL player to climb the seven summits, which are the highest peaks on each continent. I'm now down to Mount Everest. I was supposed to be there right now as we speak. And of course, with this COVID-19 situation, the whole world got shut down, including my Everest. So I pushed it out one year. And along the way, um, I think I was maybe into it, two or three mountains. And, and, and I started to start thinking about um, if I ever was in this position that I'm in today, you know, it'd probably be helpful and useful to start building a social audience. So I went online and I started the Power Curiosity and I started to really dig in um, about how you build social audiences. So over time now, my, my, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all those things are over 400,000. 
And because I had stepped out there and I'd created this audience, um, I got a call from Chris Long. Um, of course, uh, Howie was uh, Howie Long um, is the father and the great all pro and the analyst on on Fox. Um, and so he started this project called Water Boys. Water Boys is all about the mission is to raise money and awareness for the people in the Maasai uh, tribe down in the Serengeti in Tanzania to build water wells. Chris had been down there a couple of years before and he'd seen this, this need with these people, the, the most amazing folks. And so I was part of the first class. I also brought my best buddies, you, you know well too, Jim Mora. Uh, I recruited him and together we raised $47,000. And the beautiful thing about that is it cost $45,000 to build a well and well, they, they call it water is life uh, down there. And so um, that the, the magical moment though for me is not only doing that and going into the Serengeti and, and these people with nothing or has such a genuine happiness of gratitude um, uh, that w after we were there, then we went and actually climbed the mountain and almost everybody made it. We had one guy that, that was in serious condition, but um, when I sat up on top and there's a sign that says you're now at the tallest you know, place in this part of the world on this mountain, um, I sat down with Chris, I put my arm around him and I said, there's not too many people who can say that I've climbed uh, Kilimanjaro with you, Chris, and also played with your dad. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Great moment. Yeah, that's very cool. I, I have a question about. Uh, so you've done six of seven. Yep. The seventh will happen. Which was the most challenging for you? That's a great question. Um, I actually have done. Um, I've done six of the seven, but I've done two of them twice. I've done uh, Kilimanjaro twice now, and I've done Denali twice, but I've only summited once. And that mountain is a bear. And I'll tell you the reason why. Um, uh, it's, Denali is located up in, 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 in Alaska. And you have to get into the Denali National uh, Park, which just the, just, I'm not talking about the state, I'm talking just the Denali Park is the size of the state of Massachusetts. It's gigantic. And so when you get there, you have to fly on a, on a, on a plane with skis on the bottom, <laughs> normally where they're wheels, and you land on a glacier. And there's crevasses everywhere. Every day there's avalanches coming down. <clears throat> and because we're not talking about Nepal, we're not talking about Sherpas or porters like they have down in, <clears throat> in uh, Tanzania, um, you have to carry your own weight. And so I was carrying 140 pounds on my back and in the sled. So if you can imagine carrying, you know, that much weight on your back, going up the steepest hills in deep snow and with crevasses, you know, that you're navigating through and getting up. And the first year in 2017, um, we got up to 14,000 feet. The top is around 21. Uh, and we got into these violent storms. And every night um, when we went to bed, it was around 40, minus 40 degrees. And at the top, there was this lenticular cloud that was sitting right uh, on, on, on the cone and would not go away. And it was minus 80 up there. And so it just wouldn't blow off the mountain. And for sure, I would have lost hands and toes, if not my life. And, you know, my kids were more important to me to come back and my loved ones. And so um, we just packed it in and it was awful because I knew I'd come back the following year, 2018, <laughs> and tackle it. And in 2018, um, it was, it, we had a great run of weather, uh, 17 days, got up, got down, got out. And I think it was two days later after that, this mega storm came in and dumped a couple feet of snow and you know, all these people couldn't summit. So I was very fortunate to be able to, 
to say I've done that mountain to never have to go back and do it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh? Hey, Mark, let me ask you a question. How are your daughters doing? Thank you for asking. My daughters are doing great. Um, I, I got them both internships uh, cutting video <laughs> at Sports Illustrated, so they're learning that great. craft. My older daughter, Claudette, who you've met, uh, graduated from USC. She's a Trojan. Can't Trojan. believe it. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, I know that. As you being a Bruin. Uh, and uh, uh, Claudette is, prior to this COVID, she's working in production. And my other daughter, and again, this is, again, it's just the power of what I never had a plan. I never knew it was going to go this way, but it has developed into where I can really now pay it forward and give back. Um, and that is uh, that my, my younger daughter, Amelia, has epilepsy. And so she has daily seizures. And so this has been going on since she was eight years old. She's now 21. She goes to the University of Arizona. And uh, over uh, Christmas break this last year, January 3rd to be exact, I, um, I held an event uh, in Sun Valley, Idaho, where I live, called Amelia's Everest. And the goal was to raise $29,029, which is the height of Mount Everest. And, awesome. um, and so I had Peter Cetera, the former frontman of Chicago. I had Jim Mora. <laughs> Um, I had another former NFL quarterback, Tom Flick. So I had a bunch of guys who are in the public eye come and speak. Um, we did a panel uh, podcast style and filled the church, uh, almost 400 people that were in, and we raised the entire amount. It was really incredible. And, and out of that came some miraculous things. And Amelia, um, because some different medicine and some different things that happen um, is now, she's not seizure-free but she's having a different kind of seizure, which is the, like the step before you are seizure free. So it's, it's really amazing mm -hmm. what was able to happen. Oh, good, man. Cause I, you know, I, I remember meeting your, meeting your daughters and last time I actually spoke to you, you were speaking about the event you just spoke about. Yeah. Uh, you were doing a fundraiser uh, that, that day. And uh, now I know how it turned out. It was very successful. Yeah, no, look, it, it it, it, at the very end, um, my daughter, I wanted her to get up and introduce her on stage. And just all I wanted her to say is thank you. And she, she punched out this two minute, you know, like, yeah, it was, I, I have it on my website and, and, you know, she just, it was so heartfelt and, and she got a standing ovation. But really the point of that is that I think it really empowered her that she's not alone and she doesn't have to carry that shame around anymore. That's wonderful. So, Mark, also, uh, speaking of that, now, did you have your foundation? Is it athletes versus epilepsy? Or can you tell me about that? Well, that's, that's, that's not my foundation. That's okay. the, that, yeah, so the national, so not a penny went to me or my daughter. It 100% mm -hmm. uh, teamed up with, um, well, going back to the tying the two stories together, you know, I had been continuing to fundraise for the Waterboys and, and a year ago. Um, Amelia, my daughter, was in Arizona. I was down there. She was mission critical. We ultimately had to pull her out of school because um, she just wasn't functional. It was awful. And I asked myself when I was down there and I was sitting in this room by myself and I said, you know, why am I raising money for people in Tanzania when I should be helping my daughter, right? Mm -hmm. So I called up, you know, just a cold call. I called up, again, the power of curiosity, um, the National Epilepsy Foundation. And I said, hi, this is Mark and I'm so-and-so and this is what's going on. And so they brought me into their program. They said, we'd love to partner with you on something, a program they have called Athletes Versus Epilepsy. So okay. that's where, Jerry, that tie comes in. Okay, great. Yep. 
So I have a question for you, Mark. I'm always curious with, with people that we speak to that have achieved exceptional things in their lifetime, like you have, um, where the drive comes from. What were you like as a child? What was little Mark like as a boy? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think, I'm curious. I, yeah, you know, I really think it's, it's, it's and again, I, and, I, and I'm taking this from all the people I've interviewed who have come over. I mean, I've, you know, like, when I really look back on it, I went through a divorce and it was awful, but compared to some of these people, it's nothing. And it's really ordinary people doing incredible things, extraordinary mm-hmm. things. And in my case, and, 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 and I want to relate the story again back to Jerry, because I think more than anybody, he can really relate to this. And that is where everything really kicked in for me was as a freshman, I'm, I'm, I go out on the, on the football field. We had a very famous head coach named Don James. He became a Hall of yeah. Famer. He took us to a bunch of Rose Bowls, national championships. And what he taught me was a version, his own version of the pyramid of success, which um, was, of course, John Wooden, who had invented that at UCLA for his basketball team, who won 10 NCAA titles in a row, not over time, but in a row, which is incredible. And essentially what that is, is understanding that there's 25 individual and team blocks that ultimately gets you to the, to, to the very top rung, which is all about competitive greatness. And what competitive greatness, when you break that down, what it really means is it really means loving the process. It's in the process for me took a long time and I was stuck. I was going nowhere. I was six foot one. I could not bench my weight. And, 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 and so I, I just couldn't compete at that level at that time as a freshman. And I went through a lot of dark days. And that is, I think, what has propelled me to keep pushing by keep bringing the same model back and applying it to Sports Illustrated, um, applying it to my mountaineering, applying it to the things I've done in the past, like football, like the NFL, um, that if I keep, you know, again, it's not success doesn't happen overnight. And it's not some magic dust, but it's actually the hard work that you have to put in to achieve something great. Yeah, you know, um, we you interviewed Ronnie Lott recently, and we've spoken yeah. to him a couple times on our podcast. And I've I've repeated this quote from Ronnie because I love it. And he talks about we talked to him about this last week yeah. in sports and in life. It's all about mastering a moment. And I just okay. love the, that theory. You know that you know as an athlete, you're mastering the moment. It's in a play. Like how do we adjust? And Jerry was talking about this yesterday with me about how right now with this coronavirus as a society, as a whole, we need to make an adjustment. And, you know, relating that to sports as athletes that we all are, you know, I, for, for me, I just find that really profound. Yeah, it was. And Ronnie's an incredible guy. I played against him. And, you know, as a wide receiver, it was not fun going over the middle and getting crushed <laughs> by him. <laughs> you know, it's like getting hit by a freight train. And, and um but a wonderful guy, and I'm so impressed. And then I think this is the most impressive thing about Ronnie Lott, and this is what I've tried to also emulate, um, and that is what he's done life after football. And to me, that's so important. And I, and I guess when I really break it down, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate like Jerry and Ronnie to, to experience some cool things. But if you really take a step backwards and think about all the things that you haven't done, that take that mastery moment, that take that pyramid of success, that loving the process, defining your passion. I mean, the list is endless. So when people ask me like, Mark, you know, Everest is almost, you're, you've almost done your seventh, assuming that you're going to make it, or is that it? I'm like, no, man, the game just has begun. <laughs> the game has just begun. And I've got a bunch of other crazy things I've got up my sleeve and I'll continue, continue to pursue those things. 
Can't wait you to know, watch the movie. Hey, check, I know it should be. There will be a movie coming out pretty there soon. Will be. It should be. You know, I, I'm a, You know, I'm listening to Mark and and, and, and I'm looking at him uh, on on the Zoom thing right here. And uh, you know, we call him Hands. That's the name, Hands. H A N D S. Hands. And you know, there they, they are. are. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a great name. You know, and. I remember when uh, one training camp we were at, and I, I said, "They said, who is that?" I said, "That's that's Mark, that's Mark uh, Patterson, that's Hands over there." I said, "Hands, why Hands?" I said, first of all, if you're a wide receiver, you want to be called Hands. You don't want to be called Brick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't want a nickname called Crete, as in concrete. <laughs> so yeah. You know what I mean? So you know what, and you know, I love being around Mark. It's just. You know what I miss? I, someone asked me this question. I'm asking Mark this question. They want to know what is it that I miss about the game of football? It's the camaraderie. It's yeah. getting together with my friends. And that's that's the most precious moments. As Mark will know, I mean, the Raider alumni weekend, you know, I mean, it's, it's like before you know it, it's over. And it goes by so fast. But it's just such a great feeling. It's a positive feeling when it's done. I'll tell you what I love about that weekend too, Jerry, is this, is that I'm just calling a spade a spade. And, you know, you, um, you know, are part of the, you know, well, not just the Raider greats, but the Philly greats and the NFL greats um, of all time. And you really had the body, the mindset to have a long career, a great career, all pro, all those things. And as you know, I was there when I was gone, I was cut, I was traded. I was all these things. Right. And I, I, somehow or another, I stumbled to, to five years, but, you know, I was never a great NFL player, and maybe it was just the system or being bounced around. Um, but the point is, is that when I go up to that Raider reunion, everybody treats me as an equal, and that's the yep. thing I love about going to that event. We're all brothers. <laughs> we are all brothers, and you're right about um, camaraderie. Um, you know, the the uh, it's it's uh, it's something that we all miss. And um, I did a podcast on the NFL Network the other day with Aeneas Williams you probably know him and mm -hmm. you know he's like how are you staying connected with all your guys and I'm like you know what I'm really not now I'm still busy all the time with Sports Illustrated and my climbing and everything but I wish I was more I'm going up today actually Jerry to bike ride up the mountains with uh Jim Mora so okay that's Tell my, I said hello I will do that but that's okay. kind of my my one you know, connection to the outside world now I'll, I'll run into Berlin every once in a while or, or, <laughs> or probably you but it's, 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 I wish it was more connected. Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing about, one thing about a Raider Alumni Weekend, the stories that we get to tell and get to share, I mean, to me, if we could never put it in a book, <laughs> it's just fun to laugh and talk about them, you know. Because I still remember, Mark, I still remember you and that Porsche you used to have back in the day, man. I remember the sunglasses and the coolness, man, and, right. you know, uh-huh. Had it I'll leave it on. at that. Yeah, I'll we'll leave just, it at we'll, that. Well, we put that Porsche in the vault. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. What color was the Porsche? Uh, it was kind of like a purple, blue. It was beautiful. Flash. It was sweet. It was real sweet. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, also, Mark, thanks for taking the time to, to talk with us today. You know, Jerry had so many great things to say about you, and I, I'm always honored to just have the time with people like you who have so much positivity to offer and everything you do. So we're grateful. Hey, listen, if anybody wants to follow my journey, anybody wants to reach out to me for whatever reason, um, and, and 
and uh, I always respond. They can check me out at www.markpattisonnfl.com. And um, next year, actually, I've got this Garmin device, which will actually track me as I'm going up the mountain, Mount Everest. Nice. So, That's guys, awesome. And, yeah, yeah. J- Jerry's going to virtually like, jump on my back into my pack. because I'll, I'll be there <laughs> with you, brother. That's the only way I'm going to do it. <laughs> All right, Mark. That's Thank awesome. you so much, brother. Right on. Right on. All Thanks, right. guys. Well, thank you for listening to our interview with Mark. What a neat guy, Jerry. Thanks for for bringing him in and and allowing us to have a conversation with him. Well, you know what, Mariah, I feel very fortunate. And in this situation is that it's just a relationship that I have with somebody like the relationships that you have with people we're able to bring onto our podcast. And it's a great relationship. It's a, you know, it was an athletic connection at first, but it's gone. Our relationship, mine and Mark's have gone deeper than that. You know, we're brothers for life and it was great having him on the show. Yeah. And and it must be known that he has a podcast too. So we mentioned it in the interview, but I just want to make sure if you're listening now and you enjoyed this interview, go check out finding your summit, Mark Patterson's podcast. It's, it's a good one too. And, you know, and, and, and it's a real good one because that's what jump started his new life, as I call it, because uh, when life changed for him, you know, in his relationship and, and, and you know, here he goes, his, 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 his training for being an athlete and that motivation and that determination to be to be to be in it, to win it. It just took off. He just fired up and he just started thinking about how. He was going to make a difference in his life. And he was talking about finding his summit. I mean, the first one of the first things that came to Mark's mind was, I want to be the first NFL player to climb the seven summits. And he's climbed six. Mm-hmm. You know? And you so, know, Jerry, the day that we had him on, he was supposed to be climbing Mount Everest, the yeah. seventh summit. But instead, he was climbing the the summit of the, our podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I, it was great that he came in. You know, Mark, I mean, he the, the, the rebuilding of Mark Patterson, you know, that to me is what's going on today. That's what's happening in the society today. We need to rebuild because we're being broken down. People, look around. Open your eyes. We're being broken down. You know, and while you're, you know, while you're being broken down, you got to find some way to, to, you know, to get up and then get in a new lane or, or try something different or listen to something different or watch. That's right. Different. Yeah. And, you know, that's like that's why we're doing our podcast. That's why we started it in the very beginning. And I said this before, but it's even more important now. We need some positive news and we need to find those people that are out there. But, you know. I've been looking at our the map of listeners and paying attention to how many people are tuning into our podcast. And thank you so much. If you're listening right now, um, you know, it's increasing. We're getting more and more people listening. But I am noticing that we're not increasing in our in our reviews and likes. And I'm asking you right now, if you're listening, write a review, if you will. Give us a star, a star rating and um, let us know that you're out there listening. You can email us too at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com if you have a story you'd like to share with us. We're, we're totally open and just looking to share more positive news with you. And you know what else, you guys? I just, before we go, I'd, I'd just like to share something uh, from the NFL Players Association. They give out tips every Friday. And today it is... Sometimes we're tested not to show our weakness, but to discover our strengths. Yeah, that's a and good that's one. what Mark was talking about. 
That's, that's right. That's what my brother was talking about. That's how he brought it all in. So discover your discover your strengths, you guys, and 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 share what you know and, and help and, and help people out. Just be good people. Help people out, do good, and keep listening to our podcast. We've got so much more to come. Have a great day. Stay positive, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. The People Doing Good podcast is brought to you by Shoes for Kids. For more info, visit shoesforkids.com. It is created and hosted by Mariah Volk and Jerry Robinson. Produced and edited by Charlene Goto of Goto Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcast media. Follow on social media at One Good Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com. 